Welcome to Maple Syrup Blood Money, a Riverdale podcast. I am your host, Noah Carden, and joining me as always, the Archie to my Jughead, Kyle Cardi. It's a pleasure. Wait, I've already done this bit. It's a pleasure to be back on our show, Noah. Our show, yes. The Yeah, I was going to do a bit where I was a guest, but it just didn't work. No, we, you've been on the show for 13 episodes now. It's it's yeah, our show. I, I've I've done the bit before, too. It's more upsetting than <laughs> the joke just being bad from its construction. This is a freaking amazing finale. Yeah, yeah. I think it's it's good to kind of have an epilogue to kind of tie everything together and then present, like, a couple of new things. For next season? Yes. Yeah, it, it was very, very, very good. I had a very good time. I just finished watching it. Um... I haven't been able to sit down and watch things recently. So, like, for the past couple episodes, Noah messages me at, like, 9 in the morning. He's like, hey, are we still doing this today? And I'm like, fuck. And then I have to watch it immediately. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Keep you on your toes. Um, Yeah, well, uh, we mentioned, uh, I mentioned that I've been working with uh, Caleb, someone who wants to who we want to have on the podcast. I don't know if he wants to be on this terrible (laughs) podcast. This amazing, perfect podcast. But um, he was texting me yesterday because we were working uh, relatively closely yesterday on finishing up this one project. And he was texting about Riverdale and the shit that he went off on was so goddamn choice <laughs> that like we have to get him on oh, the show. Man. His jokes are so goddamn good. I cannot wait to get him and Spencer on the show because I think they have very differing opinions on the show and I think it's going to make for a great episode. So Yeah, I think Spencer's going to be more like you and Caleb is more like me because my favorite one that he sent was... The world of Riverdale is like a post-apocalyptic world where the society built itself up around a Hollister catalog. (laughs) (laughs) Which is, like, perfect. So, like, we went in, like, the fantastic bullshit direction, Uh and he clearly went in, like, it might just be the Red Markets talking, but he clearly went in the post-apocalyptic nightmare fucking direction with it, and I could not agree more. Yeah, like, it's... It's such a, a bonker show, and... It's so good. Yeah. There were a lot of references this episode to, like, powers that be, uh-huh. and, like, powers that play and shit. Multiverse and, just, and, and shit, yeah. Fucking, here I am just ready for, like, a warlock patron to be developed around Riverdale. Fuck, am I gonna have to make a goddamn Riverdale warlock patron? Okay, I think you're just I gonna have I'll to stat that. out, like, all of the I'm Riverdale bullshit we've been talking about. <laughs> I have been. I, I currently, my current, uh, sorry, I was writing something down. My current... Uh, plan is to stat out the Archdeacon, who has been conspicuously absent. Did they get the Archdeacon out? I don't know. I don't know. We'll get to that. <laughs> Can we you... will get to that. Okay. I think this. Episode... I have a lot to say about that scene. <laughs> I think this episode might go a little longer than what we're usually shooting for, but there's just a lot of stuff happening that we need to talk about. So. Oh, it's gonna be so long to edit, but I'll do it because I love doing this show. <laughs> so we are talking about Chapter Thirteen of Riverdale, <sighs> the sweets yes. hereafter. 
That's a good name. It is a great name. Oh, man. It's a good, good name. Um, so on top of, like, a sweet, like, synth soundtrack, we're getting... Yeah, for sure. We're, we're getting the Jug Hedalog about the ultimate cliffhanger. Um, yeah, I was, I was like, this is some, like, Kung Fury-ass shit. Like, this is some, like, perturbator music going on over here. Yeah. Yeah. But it was good. I mean, the audio directing in this episode was was choice as hell. Oh, dude, I saw Get Out recently. Uh-huh. The audio editing in Get Out is obscenely good. Like, it's the best sounding piece of, of media that I have consumed in the past, like, five-ish years. Nice. Like, nice. It, if you haven't seen it yet, because you like horror, right? Yeah, I like horror, and I've definitely been meaning to see Get Out for a while now, so I'm, I'm going to go grab that pretty soon. It's. I definitely call it more of like a tension movie than a horror movie. Like a like a and it thriller also has some, kinda... I wouldn't quite go so far as thriller. Like Cape Fear is a thriller. Right. Like I guess this is a thriller. I wouldn't call it horror in like the slasher fiction. It's more of like a philosophic horror. But oh my god, it's so fucking good and it's incredibly well acted. But but specifically the standout is the audio mix mm-hmm. for the final. Th- it's exceptionally good. I'm sorry. I got off on a tangent. I mentioned good audio and that's just where my brain's been going with recently because it's so good. If you like Riverdale, you'll probably like Get Out. Go watch it. It's so good. So, back to the show. Uh, So, picking up directly from the end of the last episode, we see Jughead uh, typing in Pop's uh, diner as Sheriff Keller uh, discovers um, Clifford Bossom's body and the drugs. Uh, which he was smuggling from Montreal in his trucks. Heroin coming from Montreal feels really weird to me, but... Well, it's because you're biased against Canada. I, I mean, maybe. One of our our favorite listeners is from Canada, though, so I can't be too biased. Well, apologize to that listener. I'm sorry, Crazon slash review cultist. Yeah. Bastard. Not you, Crazon. I'm calling Noah a uh. bastard. Um, um, we also get to see... Yeah, no, but... Hold on, before we move on on this one, mm. like, for sure the heroin trade is connected to Hiram, right? Uh, I believe so. He has he's has known contacts in Montreal, and I think that there's been some connection between Hiram and the Blossoms with the heroin smuggling coming from Montreal. Yeah. Like, I think it's going to yeah, shape lo- up some more in Season 2. Yeah, the Lodges put him away... And Hiram has been established to be hiring Montrealian, I hope that's what they're called, Montrealian leg breakers yeah. to to fuck with Fred Andrews. So for sure Hiram is involved in this heroin trade. Yeah, definitely. We also get to see that the the Blossom Maple Farm's like slogan is have some syrup with that, ma'am. Ew. That's, that's yeah, so that's so fifties kitsch, but like in our current world, it's yucky. Yeah, yeah, just a little bit. It's as it's as yucky as how Mayor McCoy says "pussycats" in a later <laughs> episode. Like, "pussycats," you could get away with saying it in the fifties or whatever Archie came out because no one had a slang for perginers. That was that was that word. But like in this world, there is no way in the year of someone's Lord twenty seventeen that. Fucking you, Mayor McCoy would be like, you know, it's good branding. I'm gonna call my daughter the Pussycats. Yeah, but really emphasize pussy every time. It's a, it's a little gross. 
Yeah, so like both of those are are things that I just don't buy. <laughs> so uh, we cut between uh, Jughead and Alice Cooper as she types. Um, she's apparently. Typing. I really liked this. I really liked the split thing. I'm sorry to jump on no, you that's there, fine. but like, I Alice Cooper has been getting a good edit, like a like a Bachelorette character. She has been getting a good edit. <laughs> Nice. I'm just saying. Yeah. No. Like um, they're making you like her a little bit more. Th- she's still a terrible person, but like they've been making you she, like her she's more. She's becoming more sympathetic, but she's still done like some pretty awful things. Um, but yeah, she's apparently typing some sort of article for the Riverdale Register um, and doing uh, some narration for the show, um, saying that Jason Blossom had learned of his father's drug running and threatened to expose him. Um, for which he was abducted by Mustang, the now dead uh, Southside Serpent, and then murdered by Clifford. Um, Cliff then murdered uh, Mustang, implying a, a heroin overdose, and set him up, uh, set up Hiram Lodge to take the fall. Uh, Balsam also threatened Jughead's life if FP didn't take uh, take the fall for the murder. Um, we see FP with a comic, which is our Unfortunately, our one actual Sabrina reference in the show. Uh, the comic he is holding and flailing about is Chilling Adventures and Sorcery as Told by Sabrina, issue number one. I swear to God, if that's their Sabrina reference that they're going the limit for, I will throw a temper tantrum. Same. You will watch a grown man cry. Exactly. I like. There's no more in the episode other than like a bunch of vague mystical shit like we were talking about earlier. There was so much mystical shit in this episode. Yeah, for real. Like, passing comments and, like, straight-up mystical actions. Yeah. Like, oh my god. Don't do this to me, Like, she needs to show up in season two. Like, for real. She has to. For serious. She needs to show up and just, like, eviscerate Hiram Lodge. (laughs) Like, (laughs) in episode one, they're like, you thought that we were gonna zig? Well, we just zagged. (laughs) It's just a, a blood ritual... Mm-hmm. She just comes in, she rips Hiram Lodge's head off, and then she eats his whole body like a snake. Oh, God. That would be kind of falling in line with the chilling adventures of Sabrina. I still gotta read that. That's that's some crazy shit. It's like its own separate timeline, and, like, Betty and Veronica are witches in it from, like, their own coven. It's it's nuts. Get the fuck out of here. I'm so excited. All right, we're doing that one, too. Okay. <laughs> um, and then Jughead delivers the line, and he would have gotten away with it, too, if it wasn't for a group of pesky kids who uncovered the truth. Oh, yeah. you. You Riverdale sure writers, did. you. Riverdale writers, you sure did die on that hill. <laughs> yep. Uh, the suicides of death had uh, revealed a dark side to Riverdale that Mayor McCoy once crushed. Uh like a snake under a boot heel as we cut to FP in a uh, police cell. Uh-huh. Symbolism. Uh, Sheriff Keller interrogates FP about finding the local dealers of heroin. Uh, while mostly in the south side, it's starting to spread over town, and he uh, believes the serpents are the dealers. Keller offers FP an informant deal for a lesser sentence, but FP says serpents don't get into the, the hard stuff. It's dime bags of weed for them. Uh, and he's no snitch. Uh, at the Andrews, uh, Fred is shaken about the events, saying he thought he knew this town. Um, but Archie says that he's holding up, uh, and Jughead, Betty, and Veronica are still in the thick of it, though. Um, to which Fred says that they all are. They're all up to their necks and what's been going on. 
Um, at the Lodge household, Hiram is expected in Riverdale at the end of the month and everything must be perfect. Uh, wouldn't want to make Daddy angry, says Veronica, and Hermione replies, he's your father, not the godfather. Which remains to be seen, considering some of the events that have been going on. Dog, he he is uh, he's a member of syndicated crime, yeah. my dear sweet Hermione. Yeah, like he is for real, like a bad dude. Um, at the Coopers, things are back to air quotes normal, with Polly and Hal back in the house pretending the last few months never happened. Basically, yeah. Uh, Betty's of fucking. Betty scares me so much. Like, not just in this scene, but in general, Betty terrifies me. Yeah. Like, she keeps, like, impaling herself with her claws. That's right, yeah. she. It's terrifying. Like, Betty fucking makes me uncomfortable. The actress is fantastic. And there's plenty of sweet humanizing moments with Betty. But, oh my god, she is gonna kill and eat someone's dog. Yeah. She's gonna eat hot dog. Just no, not hot dog. Who we get the? I think we finally get to see hot dog. We do meet hot the, dog. The, uh, we do get to meet hot dog. Yeah. Um, a lot of bad choices there. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's some. I kind of love that scene though, just because of the way that's acted out. But we'll get to that. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of good stuff. Uh, here. Betty uh, is telling Archie all of this as they walk to school in the snow. Um, the snow is such a good set dressing for blood, by the way. Like, that's my note before I even knew anything was coming. Snow is always such a good contrast for that red, red blood. Yeah. And they fucking capitalize. They really, really do. Do you make a nice, the, the, a nice uh, a blood snow cone? The color work in this, in this episode was so choice. Yeah. I don't think that um, in, in the entire episode... I don't think that Cheryl wore red, except for maybe some red accents, like to mm. on the dress, like she she gives up some stuff, and her hair and lipstick are red, but like she's not wearing red. She's black and white for pretty much the whole episode. Pretty much, yeah. Uh, Betty calls her family a Greek suburban tragedy, and that they uh, barely survived <laughs> imploding. Um, at school, Veronica tells Archie, it's time to come clean about their relationship. But uh, while Archie supports this, he wants to be careful about it. Like, the last time he had a conversation like this with Betty, it didn't go great. Um, yeah, Betty ate someone's dog. Yeah. She's terrifying. There's been a rash of dog uh, abductions in Riverdale. It's a lesser plot Dog line. sacrifice? Yes. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a sea story. Yeah. We haven't really touched on it. You gotta watch the background, like that episode of Community, to see it. <laughs> Uh, Veronica says she'll take care of it on top of everything else she's that she has going on. And then Archie and Betty are called to the principal's office via PA. Uh, Mary McCoy wants to feature Archie and Betty at the 75th anniversary ju jubilee, implying they worked with Sheriff Keller and the mayor's office to solve the murders, which isn't what happened. Yeah. Yeah, for real, though. Not even close. Uh, the mayor offers Archie a spot with the Pussycats to play, the, to play at the jubilee. She says... She says the word pussycats. So, I just had such a pee-pop there, I'm so sure. But, like, that's how she says it. She over-accentuates that goddamn pussy. Like, <laughs> don't, mom, don't do that. And, like, I don't like Mayor McCoy, not because she's a particularly bad mom. Like, of all of the moms, she's actually kind of passing. Mm -hmm. She's not great, but she's not awful. Um, I just don't like her because she's just, like, a slime ball. Uh, so, so, good mom points. What are we, what are we looking at? 
mm, her GMP. Bah, 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 bah. She's probably somewhere from like negative five to five GMP. We haven't had enough time to really spend with her to to make up for some of the good mom point loss and good mom point game okay. uh, from the like faster pussycat kill kill. But like, so she's like a, a neutral mom, but she sure is just a slime ball that I do not like. She, like she feels like a sleazy politician. Well, it's kind of what she is, but. I get what I you know, mean. No. But like part like it's different than like a Frank Underwood sleaze ball. Yeah. Like she just feels yucky and like very mercenary about her life, her children's life, and her deadbeat husband's life. Right. Cause I mean, I don't know if jazz man being a jazz man makes money, but like I assume that he is not making money as a fucking jazz man. Uh it has Unless to he's be famous, like, a, like a pretty famous jazz musician i think yeah like musicians don't really make money and jazz is kind of a niche very yeah so i doubt that he's bringing in the bacon it's probably all the bribes that make the money for that house <laughs> probably all the bribes yeah um, that household is probably bribe dependent uh the mayor offers archie a spot uh with the police get to there i said that uh, archie asks about jughead um and Mayor McCoy says that Jug, uh, that with Jug Dad in jail, it sends the wrong kind of message. Uh, that Betty and Archie are the kinds of heroes Riverdale needs right now. I put in here, in parentheses, white kids? I just was thinking that, but like... I don't want to discredit Mayor McCoy because she is very, very uh, taciturn about race relations. Like, this is true. I don't think it's because they're white. I think it's just by virtue of them being main characters who are white. Yeah. Um, at lunch, Betty informs Jughead she's not uh, not doing it unless he's there too. But Jughead uh, well, says that he's appreciative, but Jubilees aren't really his thing. Um, Archie then asks the latest news and Jughead delivers. Uh, Sheriff Keller wants FP to inform on serpents about the heroin. Uh, Kevin says it's showing up more and more, but Jughead replies, uh, it's like, relax, it's not the wire, which, god damn it, Jughead. Um, FP denies that the serpents are dealing, um, and Betty says that uh, McCoy is putting it all on the serpents, not mentioning the blossoms at all, and that it's bullshit. That she's going to, uh, and then that she's going to write a story and put it in the register. Um, yeah. Exposing. McCoy is definitely guilty of classism. Yeah, definitely. Like, but like, I wonder how much of that is McCoy's own personal beliefs and just her wanting a quick out to flee, to feed the affluent whites of the neighborhood. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, cause we've already established that Riverdale is uh, exceptionally racist based on some of the things that were sent to her when she became mayor. Mm -hmm. I wonder if she's just looking for a quick out or if she's a legitimate classist. I don't know. Maybe, maybe we'll get, hopefully we'll get a bit more of it in, in season two. I like side characters. Like I yeah. always want to know more about the side characters because their motivations are usually what drive plots. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So we need more context. Jughead yeah. uh, asks, uh, uh, for his dad not to be mentioned uh, in the article, but Betty immediately denies him, saying that this town has changed and that it must be acknowledged. People are afraid of the truth. Um, 
Speaking of the truth, Veronica says, standing up, like, she has, a, like, a major announcement to make. She yeah, stands up. like, oh, Captain, my Captain yeah. Archie here. looks terrified this entire scene. He's like, no, no, <laughs> He no, looks no, like no. a goddamn deer in headlights. Um, uh, to be fair, though, if I was Archie, I'd be fucking terrified of what Betty's gonna do, too. Yeah, true. Because she's crazy. Betty's crazy. Like... There are two Bettys, and you never know which one is going to come out to play, whether it's the dark entity that is trying to take over her body or just normal human Betty. Uh, Veronica explains that um, they're going out. Uh, as Archie puts it, uh, we kissed a few times. Like, you fucking dolt. Like, what are you doing? He's so... Like, okay, so this and the, the last few, like, wrap-up scenes kind of lead me to believe that none of these young people have had sex with one another yet. No. No, like, I don't think right? they have. Like, Veronica says some stuff, so like, going back to that episode where we were wondering if they did or didn't, I think this is a pretty firm confirmation that no, they did not. Yeah. They were they were probably which, like, too fucking drunk and like, made out some, and then just passed out, because, I don't know about you, but I just get sleepy when I get drunk. I get I get very horny. <laughs> I get very horny and very easily excited. Um, not like with my not like with my wiener excited. Like like I'm just super happy to be You're here. You're giggly. Oh yeah, I'm I'm such a such a happy drunk. Uh, you have no idea. I love it. Bummer drunks are super depressing. Uh, Betty says that she's happy for them and that uh, she's with Jughead no. now and you know she's gonna kill them. Yeah, she ain't happy. Yeah. Uh, just go along with it if it makes you happy. Uh, in the suicide barn, uh, Penelope says that while it was supposed to be the grandest funeral in Riverdale, Cliff was buried like a pauper. Um, Cheryl and Penelope are both in there dressed in like their funeral clothes talking. Uh, Penelope says that the Blossoms have always been cursed since the original murder when brother killed brother. Like some... Cain and Abel bullshit going Cain on. Cain and Abel biblical bullshit. Like, yeah, dog. Doesn't she... Is this the scene where someone's like... They call the town Limbo? Because that's yes. my next note. So I have the entire like speech she gives right here. Who will the Grim Reaper take next? You? Me? Maybe your father had the right idea. Just end it. Better the sweet hereafter than this awful Limbo. Bitch, you are not on the island with Jack and Kate. Chill out, okay? You're not on Lost. It's not. But is Riverdale Purgatory? I hope so. Well, we did uh, imply that it was like the in-between the mists and uh, Ravenloft earlier. Yeah, we definitely have gone there. So, yeah, maybe she is right. But, like, okay, so then who's the... Who's the Dark Lord of Riverdale, then? Like, who's the great sinner that pulled it into the Ravenloft? Do I even need to say? Yeah, you do, because I got a, I got three. Archdeacon, I mean, are you so- duh. But, like, what has she done yet? I don't know. She's the progenitor of one of these families or something. Like, she's if much she older than she really that says fire. she is. Yeah, she's immortal. I, okay, so here's the shocking twi- twist. What if it's Archie? And, like, Archie's curse is that he has to forever be on the outside of plot lines and, like, just, like, 
be helpless. Like, that would be the perfect curse for Archie. Well, that actually kind of plays into a thing coming up later where he gets, he says he's tired of, like, standing on the sidelines yeah. and wants to get more active, so... I had a note about that, and I will be happy to read it when we get yeah. there. But yeah, that's sort of exactly what I meant. But like, Strahd always wants to find his wife because this time for sure she'll love me. But spoiler alert, Archie, it never works out that way because you're in a domain of dread. He's constantly caught between Betty and Veronica. He can't choose. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god, we've done it. <laughs> Because uh, I thought Archie was the paladin, but there is a very different paladin in this episode, and I'm so excited to talk about that. Okay, okay. so at school, uh, Archie reconfirms that with Betty that she's okay with him and Veronica. She, Betty promises that she is, and Archie starts to say he always thought that they would have ended up together, but Betty kind of cuts her off. Um, Archie, you greedy fucking blockhead. Yeah. Uh, Betty mentions that they found the people that they were meant to be with, and I'm like, you're you're 16? Like, chill. They're like, not even 16, homie. They're like 14 or 15. Yeah. Wait, no, they're sophomores. So yeah, they're like 15 or 16. Never mind, I'm yeah. wrong. Like, you're, like you're, you're pretty young. Like, I can understand, like, ending up with your high school sweetheart and everything, but, but chill. Like, don't, don't, don't jump in there just yet. Wait. Yeah, like, the odds of you meeting your soulmate in high school are um, pretty much impossible. Uh, you just might really want to settle down, and maybe you do find someone you really care for. I don't buy soulmates as, like, a concept, and I'm goddamn married and very much in love, but I don't believe in soulmates. I think that's shenanigans. Mm -hmm. At Andrew's What do you think about soulmates, Noah? What? I know we're on some tangents this week, but what do you think about soulmates, soulmates? Noah? I don't... Real or not? I don't know. Factor fiction. But I think, uh... I don't really think believe in them either, I guess. I've never really thought about it um, as a woefully single man. I, uh... I just want somebody. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sweetie, you're breaking my heart. <laughs> so, moving oh, on. No. <laughs> I'm sorry, this was my mistake. Uh, Hermione has let the serpents go. Uh... Stating that they need, they don't need criminals working for them, especially with the investigations going on, um, and that with Hiram coming home, it's gonna get hairy. Um, Fred is upset about all of this, um, and then Hermione offers to buy Fred out, and he says, "But he wants it in writing. He wants it in writing." Um, at Jubilee Prep, uh, Archie wants to sing a song about his friends, but is shot down by Josie, saying the Jubilee is for the town. Um, can we talk about Josie and her beautiful hair real quick? Yeah, it looks really great. Oh my god. I love the color. I love how it's styled. Fucking slay me, Josie. It looks so good. Yeah. I love it. I love, love, love it. Yeah, it looks really, really good. Oh my god, I love that. I love that color of blue. It's it's absolutely perfect. I'm going to show it to my wife when she gets back from Houston because she likes dyeing her hair and her favorite color is blue. And she would look so good with a streak of that in her hair. Nice. Uh, at the register, Alice praises Betty's article but says that they can't publish, publish it because uh, Betty's too close and uh, the violence against the serpents is rising in the town and exposing herself... As a, you know, her boyfriend's the son of, like, the head serpent and all that is going to cause problems. Uh, in the girls' locker room, uh, Cheryl... Ad it's a fair point. 
I'm sorry. Yeah, no, it's yeah. a fair point, though. Like, those parents, they have a point. They do. They totally do. And it's totally it, justified, it, given what happens later. Yeah, it's good journalism, and it's good parenting. Yeah. Like, it's two very sound choices. It, it gains them... Uh, good mom points and loses them bad dad points still a bad dad still a bad mom but slightly less so slightly less uh in the girls locker room at school cheryl abdicates being the head vixen uh making veronica the new directorix which i don't think is an actual word no it is a word it's the name of a fucking dragon like (laughs) ah yes that's directrix uh she also hands over her hbic shirt that's head bitch in charge for those of you not in the know yep. uh i googled it <laughs> you loser. i don't know it i googled it uh veronica is stunned but cheryl says that the last few days have put things in perspective um v offers help for cheryl personally but she says she's fine and that she's shed her tears for the blossom men it is a good line. It reminds me of the line from Batman the Animated Series, like the first scene or the first uh, episode with Mr. Freeze. Oh, dude, that Mr. Fr- that's when I fell in love with Mr. Freeze. Mr. Freeze is like, great, but he's uh, he's so good at that. It? It's um, a sad story. If only I had any more tears left to shed. And then, like, he freezes oh. somebody. It's great. So choice. So choice. Uh, from um. Uh, Veronica informs Betty of the situation and the dark goings-on at Thornhill. If only you fucking knew, Veronica. There's a lich up in Thornhill. Betty replies, uh, it's town-wide, and that something wicked this way comes. There's so much magic witchy shit in the air. Just give it, like, I actually wrote down, give us Sabrina, you fucks, in all caps. Give Give up the ghost. Please oh give God. us up the ghosts. Oh, man. Uh, I'm salivating. And then we learned that Betty has published uh, her article on the Blue and Gold uh, website page, and that's going to go to print in the morning. Uh, uh, Veronica, in risk of failing the Bechtel test, as she says, uh, after she asks if she's okay with her and Archie dating, uh, Betty says, promise... And then uh, Polly arrives saying that she misses school, so Betty says uh, she'll bring her back and don't tell Mom. Uh, This is going to go great. Uh, Yeah, surely. I mean, nothing happens to her, to be fair. No, but stuff happens to Betty, and it kind of sets a precedent. Um, Archie and Jughead arrive home to find Fred with a woman from social services. Um, Between a DUI and money problems, Fred can't be Jughead's foster parent. And a family on the south side of town has decided to take him in. Um, this is like the first time we've seen Fred like have a small run-in with like the law, and give- yeah, they they established that social services is actually super fucking competent in this universe. Like normally they're portrayed as incompetent and like evil, but like in this, it's like no social services knows how to do their job, and then like. Something comes up later in the episode that's like, I was like, oh, well, at least we know that this isn't going to happen because social service has already been established to be, like, an actual good yeah. department. Yeah. Uh, and we learned that Jughead must transfer schools by the end of the week, which obviously upsets Archie. You know, he's not going to be able to hang out with his best friend anymore during school. Uh, Archie goes to FP to ask him uh, to take the deal. 
but Effie says that he can't betray the serpents, um, that they, they've they had his back before, and that they'll have his back when the time comes, and that they'll step up to help Jughead in his time of need. Um, Effie asks Archie to stick by Jug, despite what's going on, uh, saying that he'll try to, like, distance himself, go into himself, like, really, like, pull back from the world, um, and that he needs his friends there to keep him grounded. Uh, we finally could see Jughead eating a burger. It's the, the, the only scene in the show where he eats an actual hamburger. I think it really is the only scene, and I bet it's a reshoot. <laughs> I bet $100. There was, uh, there was a scene, uh, I think Netflix released that video of Cole Sprouse, like, seductively sensually, eating a burger. Like, yeah. But, like, also, like, very goofily, yeah. which to me is also incredibly sexy. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I want. I like someone who can make me laugh. Yeah. Uh, Veronica arrives trying to relate to Jughead via uh, who they're dating. Like, they're dating each other's best friends. Um, and apparently also because they have prison dads. Um, uh, and Cheryl arrives to give Jughead her iconic spider brooch. And apologizes for the Potential pummeling. Phylactery. Yeah, the the she says that it can be pawned for a, a large sum, which will keep him in burgers and s t-shirts for years, if not decades. Jesus Christ! But yeah, she, so good. She hands him like, a, a a magical artifact. <clears throat> this should send up some red flags for people. Um, I mentioned before that um, there was like an outbreak of suicides in my in like the area that I grew up mm-hmm. in and it's still going on to this day. Like it's one of the highest rates. I think it is the high school with the highest suicide rate in my entire state. Mm. Um, but like, this is such a goddamn red flag for me because like, this is the kind of shit that happens. It's yeah. like getting rid of things, especially when you're mad at your family. Like this is a red flag for something, something very bad that's coming. Yeah. Hey, Hey, all fine listeners, if something like this happens, or if you need to talk to somebody, there's plenty of information online. You can talk to somebody, and yeah. And if you suspect somebody might be going through a hard time, reach out. Like, you would be surprised at what that will do. Yes. Um, it's, it's a super awkward conversation, and here's the thing. If you're anxious that you might be wrong and you might upset the person, that is still the better alternative. Yeah, totally. Totally, totally, totally. Um, Veronica uh, does ask what's going on, but she is. But before Cheryl can really say anything, they're all interrupted by Kevin, uh, who rides saying something has happened to Betty's locker and that they all need to come see. Um, this school has a bullying problem. It yeah, really does. Also, like it has a, like, really a, bad a pig's blood problem. Problem. Yeah. Where do they keep finding these pigs? Or did they just kill one and freeze the blood in different mason jars? <laughs> like a ghoulish hipster. Yes. Um, Betty's Lockers has been vandalized with Go to Hell Serpent Slut written in pig's blood and a, a hung Betty doll. Like voodoo doll. A handmade hung Betty doll. They didn't just hang a Barbie doll. They made a Betty doll. Like, there's a witch doctor in town, y'all. It's uh, just give us Sabrina, goddamn it! Give us magic. Uh, Archie vents to his dad, saying he wants to help his friends. Uh, Fred replies that just showing up can help, 
And then Archie comes back with that, you know, the self-aware, I've been showing up all year and it hasn't made a difference. Such a, I'm super glad that they lampshaded that, yeah. that lack of Archie, that absence. Uh, and they have confirmed that in season two, Archie's going to be a lot more active yes. rather than reactionary, mm-hmm. which I think is really, really good because I like, uh, what was his name? Like KJ something or other? KJ Appa? KJ Appa. I like him. Um, he's a good actor. And I like the character of Archie that he's playing. So I want the mm-hmm. main character to sort of, I don't know, uh, be the main character. Yeah, and they, they've said that like with the events of, like, especially like this episode and all the, the this previous season, that this is sort of building his his sort of Batman, Spider-Man like origin story almost. God, I, I hope... I thought that if Archie was going to get what did get done at the end of this episode i was like okay nothing bad is going to happen but that is not what happened so all balls are in the air i have a feeling we might be seeing a lot more molly ringwald next uh, year we might um so uh betty and jughead walking through a graveyard <laughs> discuss how jughead doesn't fit in but uh that's normal yeah. we walked through a lot of graveyards and when i was young like not even ironically like it was just like the fastest route to a place yeah uh, but Betty convinces, tries to convince him that he does belong here, especially with her, and, you know, they have a moment together. Uh, at the lodges, uh, Hermione oh tries God. to get Veronica to, Veronica to sexually manipulate Archie into convincing Fred to sell the Sodale contract, saying that Hiram coming back will cause problems. Which Yuck! Oh, Hermione. Like, Minus a hundred good mom points for trying to prostitute your fucking daughter. Yuck she, up. She even makes the, like, the, the line, like, so long as you're in charge. Like, <laughs> wow. Gross. Wow, you are becoming, like, crazy unhinged. I, okay, so, without, so without, like, shaming... Hermione, because um, because so much of what we do is is goofs, but like, I think that Hermione is scared. She is clearly in an abusive relationship oh, of yeah. some kind. I would say probably extremely mentally and emotionally abusive. And she is super goddamn worried for Fred and Archie and for her daughter. Yeah. Like, so she's making a lot of emotional-based decisions, which I completely understand. But also, at the same time, still yucko. Yeah, it's still, like, it's super gross. And I think her being put into this situation with her previous history with Hiram is just making it worse. Like, it's kind of making her do yeah. these things. It's not It's not a good look for anybody involved. No. Um, but yeah, Veronica is pretty friggin' grossed out. Um, and then back at the Cooper house, uh, Betty arrives home to find Polly ratting her out to her mother. Um, Polly, you bitch. Yeah. Uh, Betty confronts Alice about the secrets and lies in the family. Um, uh, secrets and lies! Uh. uh, about, you know, liking Jughead, which she apparently doesn't actually like Jughead. Uh, about the homecoming secret, the fight that her and that Alice and Hal had when they were teenagers. Um, she says that dad was keeping a secret that almost destroyed the family. Uh, how many are you keeping? Um, at Thornhill, Cheryl asks mommy, 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 mommy Penelope to stay home. Don't fuck it. We've established in canon how little I enjoy this word. Uh, she has to stay home from school. Um, it's so mommy. hard, mommy. 
pretending Let everything. Me. And and Penelope just immediately cuts in. I don't care. I don't care. Yeah, she's so daughter, she's... you'll do as I say. <laughs> no more wire hangers. No hanging wires. Uh, and yeah, so Cheryl just runs back upstairs and like hides. Uh, I feel so bad for Cheryl this episode. I know. And like I was, I was so excited for Cheryl to. I don't know. Like, I was worried about the flag that went up, but also at the same time, I was super excited for Cheryl to potentially become, like, a main good character uh-huh. next season. But I think she's going to take a very different road. It's chaos, dog. <laughs> chaos no. undivided. The ever-chosen she, Cheryl Blossom. She, Cheryl Blossom is the opposite of chaos undivided. She... Okay, I'm going to get to it when we get to the... You know the goddamn scene I'm talking about. And anybody who's watched this episode knows the scene I'm talking about. Yes, yes. When we get there, we'll have a class breakdown about what she is. Because I will admit that she just just either re-leveled and just, like, completely changed her build. Or she multi-classed. She did something. Okay, so, uh, back at the Coopers, Alice goes to talk to Betty, revealing that the homecoming secret was a fight between her and Hal about Alice being pregnant. Uh, they disagreed how to handle it, um, and Alice went to the S- Sisters of Quiet Mercy, uh, and five months later gave birth to Polly and Betty's elder brother, um, who they then put Which, up for adoption. This is this is the one where I was like, like a lesser show would be like, oh maybe someone's maybe you've been kissing your brother with Jughead, but like no, we've already established that social services is super fucking competent. Yeah. Um, and we've also already had our fucking pre-established incest story, so <laughs> not, thank we God. We don't need another one. Um, we do not. Uh, Alice says that it's her biggest regret, uh, and then they, you know, they hug it out. Like, so here's a question: <clears throat> We gave Father Cooper mm-hmm. a lot of shit for the implied abortion. Still, didn't do something good, but like. We weren't wrong to assume that that was an implied abortion, right? No, the way like that the show delivers it, it makes it look like it's, you know... Yeah. It not only is like, it an applied abortion on Alice's end, but he also tried yeah. to do it again with Polly. <laughs> yeah, but, like, now we learn that it wasn't an abortion, and I don't know if this is an oversight. Like, maybe this was written by two different people, and, you know, the wires got crossed a little bit. But... Still a shitty thing to do, but does that mean that there was another child? Like, a fourth potential Cooper, but that one got done in? Uh, I don't... I don't think so. I think Alice... I don't think so either. I think Alice was just upset about Hal trying to do the same thing that he tried to do with her. And then it it wasn't... didn't come off quite as clear that whether or not it actually happened or not. So that they could bring in this twist in this episode. Which is, I mean, it's fine and all. I just wish that it was a little less muddled. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Oh, like, yeah. it's 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 a perfectly acceptable, if not generic, plot point. But the execution was lackluster. Yeah. Um, at school, Betty informs Archie and Veronica of the situation. Uh, that holy you know, shit! This episode is going to be so long. It's going to be like so 43 long. Forty-three minutes. So long, already. dog. Oh. oh my god. 
So I don't want to edit it. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay. There's so much going on. I'll try. I'll try it's and fine. run through this. Uh, Veronica makes a really weird, uh, like line about him being a blonde Adonis, which is kind of creepy, especially with her boyfriend, yeah, like right there. Super creepy. Um, and then uh, Betty receives a call from Jughead, who's at Southside High, saying not to worry about him and that they'll talk after school. But you know, this is what's best for him and for everybody. So they run to Southside High. They do a they do a Breakfast Club style slide out the door. Bam, bam, bam. Yeah, and, and like Jughead is like getting threatened by some nerds. I'm not nerds by some by some rough looking tricks. Yeah, some characters. And um, they arrive in time to see them all have a hearty chuckle, uh-huh. a sensible chuckle magazine together, and. Um, Jughead's like, oh, hey, guys, I'm actually doing pretty okay. Yeah. Uh, we do see uh, Cheryl preparing um, her white outfit. They go out to this. the parking lot, and they have, like, a conversation about how this is fine, and it's not going to change mm-hmm. anything between them. Betty gets worried. Archie stares longingly at Betty, while Veronica stares at Archie, who's concerned about his staring at Betty. Mm-hmm. And then they smooch. There's some talk of soulmates. Th- there we go. That trimmed a bit. <laughs> yeah, that trimmed a bit. Um, like, this was the most losable scene. Yeah, definitely. You know what I mean? Uh, Veronica does get a text from Cheryl saying, thanks for trying, but I'm going to be with Jason now. Um, the gang runs that's, to Sweetwater yeah. River, which because that's a this total a, red flag. This is a very run-around heavy episode. Yeah, like everybody's like, lot how that. big is this town? It's never, it's never really <laughs> determined. There's enough to be like two different sides of the town and like there's the river, but everybody's just like running places. So have you seen Kill the Kill? Yes. Okay, so you know how Gamagori is just like, sometimes he's <laughs> gigantic and sometimes he's small? Gamagori is as large as the joke or the plot needs him to be, uh-huh. and that is what I think Riverdale okay. is. Like, Riverdale is in flux, he and is, it is exactly as large or as small as it needs to be for the most dramatic stakes. It is, it is plot convenient size. Yes, exactly. Like, the mists of Ravenloft will get you where you need to go at the right time. So, uh, they find... Cheryl on top of Sweetwater River since it's frozen over during the middle of winter. Um, and first of all, everybody's wearing like pretty light jackets considering that it's like un- cold enough for the ice to be frozen. Like, I get it if, like, you know. On a running river. On a running river. That's true. Like, that's cold as shit. Um, they call out to her trying to convince her, uh, you know, to stop trying to pound through the ice. Like, she's a. I don't know, maybe 110 at the max. Yeah, she's like, pretty light. Like, and they're like, oh, careful, if we get on the river, the ice will break. And then if she If they all up get on the she, river, I have problems she look, with... Yeah, she looks at them, and then she falls through the ice, and they all just... Boom. They all it's just like, run. okay, I guess we're just going to drop that. <laughs> I have problems with this scene. There are so many things. Oh, my God. So... Yes, they all decide after immediately, like, right after saying that they all can't stand on the ice at once, that they're all going to run, like, really close to each other, trying to get to Cheryl. Um, She falls through, um, and then Archie decides to punch through the ice. Like, which, like, this scene kicks off a couple of scenes where, like, I was writing stuff down, and, like, other shit happened before I could finish what I was writing. So, like, half of my notes on this page of my notes are just, like, 
incomplete because I had to immediately transition <laughs> to the next thought because like Jesus Christ Archie that is so goddamn metal what you are doing like, right now it is crap. such a goddamn cool thing to do he punches through the ice with one hand like blood is coming off like gushing off of his hand use um, your elbow or something yeah for real um and first of all if it's cold enough for the river to be frozen over like the moment she goes under, she's gone. Like yeah, like she f- and they address this. She fucking floats away, and then they're like spread out and find her. They sp- some of them spread out upriver, which is okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, but like, but like it's cold enough that she's like she immediately like freezes. Um, we see yeah. Cheryl like she she's gonna have a bad fucking time. But like they find her under the ice, and she just has stopped moving conveniently. Yeah. Um, while she stopped moving, she opens her eyes and sees the specter of Jason coming for her. She sees a ghost, y'all. Like, fucking straight up. And this is the first time I need you to understand that Cheryl has seen the scary ghost. I'm pretty sure this is the first time she has seen, like, bullet in his head, Jason There was her dream. There was her dream. Right. When she goes to the coffin and zombie Jason is behind her. So it's like every, and she was sleeping in his bed. So it's like when she is in places that are close to Jason, the veneer of the spirit that has been calling her to the afterlife peels away and reveals that it is some sort of nightmare creature that is going to kill you. I don't know if you can tell, but I'm just shaking with the light when we talk about this shit. Like (laughs) We have built a rich, rich mythos. But, uh, so they punch through the ice, they pull up Cheryl, um, Archie gives her CPR, which mouth to mouth is not a part of CPR anymore. It's strictly the heart pumps. No, mouth to mouth is still a part of CPR, but you do it substantially less. Okay. Uh, you do it. I think it's like one to. I think it's like forty or fifty. When I first learned it, I think it was thirty, and that was up from ten. Yeah. I'm sorry, but yeah, I think it's like. 40 pumps to, like, two breaths. Also, uh, her chin is in the wrong position. Yes, you like, have to tilt up the chin. He didn't tilt her head back. I was an EMT for a while. Um, it's all wrong. Like, yeah. everything Archie's doing is wrong. Um, and then they just carry back to shore, which... Are you there? They, Did I lose you? Yeah, I'm here. Oh, I'm sorry. You cut out on my end. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, but yes, they carry her back to shore, which... Everybody's wearing jackets, and they don't put a jacket on Cheryl, you assholes. What are you doing? She's going to die of hypothermia. Yeah, get, you, you got to get that idiots. core temperature up. What the hell are you doing? This, listen, like, 15-year-olds or however old they are, they don't understand this, but, like, what you need to do is you need to immediately take off all of Cheryl's clothes, modesty be damned, yes. and put her in your excess clothing. Yes. That is what you need to do right now. You but do not whatever. want her sitting around in frozen clothes. Also, do they have a car? I think some somebody has a car because they're hanging out by one at one point, and I think like maybe Veronica or Jughead has a car. <laughs> okay, you know what I'm like to what I am now imagining. Smithers is with them, but he's just been <laughs> sitting in the car <laughs> listening to like NPR very patiently for the past two scenes. Just like mm, I wonder just, when Miss Lodge will return. Yeah, he's just hanging out. Um, <laughs> fuck me. That's the only the only thing that I can. Oh, my phone just rang. <clears throat> Spooked me. Um, that's the only thing that I can imagine happening. Because in my state, you get your driver's license when you're 17. Uh, 
think you can get your permit when you're like 15 here, or and you can get your driver's license like a year later. Okay. Yeah, it's permits at, at 16, license at 17, and then full license at 18. Like, you get a Cinderella at, at 17, is right. what they call it yeah. up here. But uh, whatever, these kids don't give a shit about the law. They've been breaking into people's cars and homes and stealing guns for the past 13 episodes. And walking in the middle of the street. <laughs> oh my god. Don't. <laughs> it, it makes me upset. At the lodges, uh, Veronica gives Cheryl some hot chocolate with peppermint liquor in it, which... Alcohol doesn't bring your temperature up. What are you doing? It it brings it down. Stop trying you to kill this poor girl. Warmer. They they put her by a fire, which is good. Also, can I just say her makeup is like her makeup is uh, still flawless, huh? Yeah. But of. I mean, I guess that you get what you pay for. CoverGirl is certainly an exceptional brand. CoverGirl, be your best you. Give me money. <laughs> Like, her uh, makeup is flawless, though. It is like, pretty damn good. So, I like this scene because, um, well, she's sitting by the fireplace, and then a line she delivers in a moment, like, kind of foreshadows what's about to happen. Oh, yeah. She's like, she is like the red priestess staring into that fire. Yeah. Uh, Hermione shows up asking what Cheryl is doing here. Uh, Veronica explains what happens, and then Cheryl says that she'll just warm up and go home. Staring and into they're the like, fireplace. okay, sure. Yeah. They're like, sure, that's fine. Like, you're not a suicide risk right now. That's fine. Yeah, We're no. going to be responsible adults. Uh, Hermione offers uh, Veronica a ride to the Jubilee, but Veronica says she's riding with Archie, Lady Macbeth. Um, Betty applies her CoverGirl makeup, so lashy. Okay, they did get the CoverGirl reference in the next scene. I wasn't sure because I was writing my... my my fucking cover girl commercial <laughs> um like but i looked up and they were looking at a mirror and sitting at a makeup chair so i would have bet a thousand dollars that they did a cover girl close-up yes. just yes in the they mirror. did and yet they sure as shit couldn't have had runny makeup in the previous scene if they were about to do a cover girl commercial uh so yes uh she applies her makeup um and then uh, she seeks comfort uh, about her relationship with Jughead, uh, with Alice, saying that things are going to change with him going to, like, Southside High and all this other stuff. Um, at the Jubilee, Archie practices with bandage uh, with a bandaged-up hand. Actually, I think it's a full-on cast because we see it signed later. It's broken, yeah. yeah. Uh, as Veronica asks about uh, the earlier scene outside of Southside High, um, Archie says that he was just seeing how good... Jughead and Betty are for each other, and he wants to be that for her. And they start making out pretty heavy before Josie's like, hey, quit boning in here. And In front of Val. And Val's just, like, smiling, like, not menacingly, just, like, she's always been in the background smiling. Yeah. It's like, how the fuck is Val so chill about this? She's, like, she's being very mature, considering that all of a sudden, Archie is being a good boyfriend to somebody. Yeah. Yeah, what the fuck, man? Come on. Fuck that. But, I mean, I guess that's just a sign of how good Val is. Val is such a great person. She's so good. Uh, Mayor McCoy introduces Josie and the Pussycats and Archie. Uh, there's a little music break as uh, Jughead informs FP of uh, his situation. You know, the family's really nice. The school's yeah. fine. Um, then that he's going to be okay. Yeah. And that he's going to be there for Jellybean and Mom if the time comes. Yeah. Uh, after the song, Betty comes out to speak. Um 
Betty gives her little speech that poses that not only are Archie and Kevin and Veronica Riverdale, but so are FP, Jughead, and even Clifford Blossom, despite how ugly that, that, that side of Riverdale turned out to be. Um, yeah, that we have to be better and do better. Yeah. And you can't just avoid the ugly truth just because it's ugly. You have to stand up to it. I think it would have worked if the ending didn't shake out the way it did. Yeah. If if Hiram Lodge didn't interfere, I think we would have a very different season two. Yeah. Um, there's a soul clap started by Jughead and that builds to a full ovation. Um, and then afterwards... Also, when Kevin stands up, he's just so cute. Like, <laughs> he stands up and his, like, like, hands are, like, at his, like, breast level. And he's just, like, clapping so excitedly and smiling. He's such a cutie and I love him. Uh, afterwards, Hermione asks uh, about her offer to Fred, um, who turns it down, saying, I'll see you at work, partner. Yeah, we, he says we have to be better, and I want to run a legitimate business. Yeah. And it's like, okay, gonna die on that hill, huh? <laughs> uh, at Pops, the gang cheers uh, and drinks milkshakes, you know, being a bunch of lovey-dovey lovebirds. Also, they make a fucking Heroes reference. It's like, okay, is it 2006, Veronica? God. Like, oh, you saved the cheerleader and you saved the town. Like, really? I I never got into I liked Heroes. heroes. The I first never... season was tight as hell, but it definitely declined. I don't know. I just, a lot of times origin stories are just really dull for me. Oh, really? I, I like origin stories. It has to be like a really, like, really good one. I, I like the small moments of stories, which is why I like low level uh, role playing so much mm. because like smaller scale stuff is super intimate and interesting to me. And I think it presents some of the best stories that we can tell. And heroes kind of capsulated that, but it sure did spiral out of control when they had a fucking S rank superpower mixed in with a bunch of C and B rank superpowers because fucking time travel and time manipulation is not a goddamn approachable superpower. Nope. No, it is not. I'm sorry. That was a that was a very hot, cold take. <laughs> to tune in to our next podcast, the the Heroes cast. We're only like ten years too late. <laughs> yeah, it's topical. Well, they did that reboot that was, I mean, not reboot that sequel that was kind of middling at best. Yeah. F- fucking like two years ago, it also had terrible CGI for like a video game section of it. Oh, it was God. so bad. Anyway, at Thornhill, Penelope oh returns God. from finally <laughs> returns from the Jubilee to discover Cheryl in a brand new white outfit, standing in front when, of the fireplace. When she walks in and she's like, "Cheryl, where are you?" The goddamn reverb on Cheryl's voice is so heavy that. I immediately started writing, like, is she? And then I had to stop writing that thought because I had to write, oh, my God, because she's like, that smell is gasoline, mummy. (laughs) And, like, the only way that we can purify ourselves is through flame, mummy. (laughs) It's the only way we can truly start over, be purified. And she dumps a candelabra onto the gasoline-soaked ground of Thornhill and burns down the fucking house. Me. Fuck me. Holy shit. Okay. So, in the wrap-up, we just get Penelope hitting her daughter. But, like, her daughter doesn't give a shit. She is watching the flames. Like, Paylor the Burning Hate. Chill the fuck out. Like, 
fuck me. Like, so there's like a theory that Paylor isn't a good god. He's an evil god because of a lot of like splat book materials. Mm. And the, the fan nickname for the evil Paylor is Paylor the Burning Hate. And it's all about purification by fire. Fucking. Fuck me. Cheryl is a paladin or a Templar of Paylor the Burning Hate. Like, <laughs> she has now become this, like, righteous fucking divine fire entity that is going to raise the evil and banish the shadow by force from Riverdale. By fire be purged! By fire be fucking purged. Like, she worships a sun god that isn't a gentle sun god. It's the aspects of the sun that, like, destroy crops and, like, ruin the wilderness. Like, Cheryl is a Templar of an evil sun god. And I could not be more excited. Uh, also, in none of these scenes do we see Nana Rose, so... No, at no point. I think she killed Nana Rose. I think her first act as a paladin was to destroy undead. I, th I think it's, it's probably what happened. Like, Nana Rose was if, down in her deep, dark laboratory underneath Thornhill trying to raise <laughs> Clifford Blossom from the dead. Oh, my God. <laughs> when, if, if they don't fucking... If they don't address what happened to the Archdeacon next season, I'm going to be very upset. Because, like, a lot of normal people might have forgotten about her, but not me. Nope. Nope. Uh, I fucking can't. I fucking can't. Cheryl skyrocketed to my to my most excited four character for season two. You yeah. have no idea. Totally, totally. I'm I'm waiting. So apparently in um <sighs> Afterlife with Archie, something similar happens and yeah. Cheryl renames herself Blaze. Blaze. Yeah, Blaze. Blaze Blossom. Fucking... Like, oh my god. First off, that's terrible. I know. When I was when I was like 12 i had a comic book that i made and the main character was named blaze and that like thinking back on that makes me feel very uncomfortable and vulnerable <laughs> but like anytime that i hear cheryl refer to herself as blaze in fucking afterlife with archie i'm like i'm taken back to that moment <laughs> of like realization that like kyle you dipshit you just have like a vietnam flashback <laughs> oh my god it's terrible um so fuck Cheryl like if she doesn't call herself Blaze in season 2 I'll fucking lose it she has to I feel like that's, so that's gonna be it. like a nickname that like one of the newspapers gives her yeah like someone is gonna give her that nickname and she's gonna be like I like it yeah something like that oh um, or like somebody's they, gonna color gonna that like out of like you know as a name like hey how's it going Blaze yeah, yeah. it's oh my god anyway <sighs> At the Joneses trailer, uh, Betty and Jughead arrive. Uh, like Betty's impressed with like the cleanup job that Jughead has done, um, and then says yeah. that she's not giving up on FP, um, which is why I love you, says Jughead. I love you, Betty Cooper. I love you, Betty Cooper. Taking off his hat, um, Betty says his hat does not come back on for the rest of the episode. It does not. Uh, something else does. Yeah, it replaces the hat, some might say. Kind of. Uh, Betty says that she loves him too, and they start making out. And then uh, Imagine Dragons oh. Believer starts playing, and I hate this overused shitty song. Oh, has it been overused? I've, I've, I've heard this song way too many times in too many different trailers. Like, I watched the oh, yeah. um, Murder on the Orient Express trailer 
the other day. Really? Which they're doing I didn't even know a remake of that, that with like Pierce Brosnan and a bunch of actors. And ooh, you make me a, you make me a believer. Yeah. Was playing, and they play that during one of the scenes in the trailer, and I I fucking hate it. I hear it too much. I hate it. I like Imagine Dragons, but like their most recent CD kind of sucked. Like they sort of lost the sound that I really liked them for in their first episode, which is such a goddamn like pretentious thing to say. But they've I don't know. They went to I don't want to say mainstream, but I just don't like it. Too samey. Yeah, yeah. Every song is very, very similar. Like they don't do the same, like the slower songs that they used to do really anymore. Yeah. Or at least the ratios are skewed now. Yeah, but they start making out pretty heavy. Um, at the lodges, Hermione, uh, with Hermione out cold in the arms of Prince Valium, as Veronica puts <laughs> it. Uh, Veronica and Archie uh, sneak into to straight up just bone down. Oh my God! Like, like all of this making out scene, like. These actors are so attractive, and just like I'm getting, I'm getting like goosebumps and hot around the collar because KJ Appa is so fucking hot, fucking Cole Sprouse is so hot, and oh god damn it, I forgot their names. Betty Cooper and Veronica are so uh, hot. I Lily wrote them Reinhardt down. And Camilla Mendez. Camilla Mendez, that's the last name. Mendez. They are so attractive. In addition to how attractive the boys are, and just like. Camila Mendez can sell Smolder. Like, I think we talked about this as early as the closet scene. Mm -hmm. She can fucking sell it. She says this line. Oh We've my God. had this day from the very beginning, Archie Kins. It doesn't make sense. Like, she did she say day or date? This It says this day. I had the subtitles yeah, on. Yeah, that, that's what my subtitles said, too. I just wasn't sure if Netflix fucked them up. But, like... What a weird thing to say. But, like, this this moment has been prophesized. Like. Prophecy. The prophecy. <laughs> oh, my God, the prophecy. Um, but, yeah, like, it, it doesn't have to make sense in the moment because the delivery is just, like, dripping sensuality. Yeah. Um, oh, my God. Betty and Jughead get rough in the kitchen before being interrupted by what they think is Betty's mom. Uh, okay, I didn't think that. What did you think was going to be on the other side of that door? Uh, I thought it might be, like, Sheriff Keller. <clears throat> oh, I thought it was going to be a white person who was going to shoot Jughead. Hmm. Because, like, I had, a, I had a gut feeling that someone was going to get shot, and... The way that the knocking was framed and, like, the, the, the way that they were handling the camera really made me feel like we were going to open the door. We weren't going to see someone with a gun because Betty wouldn't have seen that person and Jughead was going to get gut shot. Mm, yeah. Like, it was like a, a dead man switch from Clifford Blossom or something like that. Yeah, like some sort of waspy retribution because they've said that the snakes are getting attacked yeah. and the son of the snake is a prime target. Yeah. Like, the foreshadowing was there, but it was a good feint. They did a really good job switching it up. Yeah. Uh, but outside, we see that uh, a bunch of Southside serpents are there, along with Hot Dog, who's apparently, like, the serpent's dog. Yeah, uh, he's a communal dog yeah. and not a zombie. Uh, since FP didn't name names and the serpents take care of their own, they've got Jughead's back, um, and that they have this jacket for him if he wants it. Jughead ponders the jacket, like he looks at it with like a, a devilish smirk, and then puts it he, on. He could have just been like, listen, like, I don't want to be a Southside Serpent, with respect, but like, if you still want to get my back, that'd be mad cool y'all. Yeah. 
but he puts on the jacket and it like it fits him perfectly and he, and he looks so devilish yeah and then Betty calls out his name and he looks and he's kind of confused like, yeah he's but not, like he still has a smirk on yeah but he's Ugh. like he's conflicted a little bit like the the jacket is possessing him he has that darkness in him like FP said I just I hope they handle the Jughead gang member thing next season very well yeah. because boy oh boy that could be a very boring plotline yeah like I I think that uh, his like that kind of conflict between good boyfriend Jughead and like shifty Southside Snake Jughead could be a really interesting plotline to play correctly yeah it's just the CW doesn't have a great track record with plotlines like that yeah. but it's a different crew, it's a different writing staff. Hopefully they can do it. I really want them to do it. I'm pulling for the show, but I get nervous. Uh, in the morning, we see Archie getting dressed silently, trying not to wake uh, Veronica up, but she wakes up anyway. Um, they s- and she's wearing, like, a dress shirt. Like she's I wearing- don't even think it was the dress shirt Archie was wearing. <laughs> she just has, like, extras. Yeah, she just has long men's dress shirts. Yeah. Um, <laughs> He tells her that he's going to meet his dad for breakfast uh, to talk about something and that, you know, they'll talk later. Uh, at Pops, uh, Fred calls Archie Casanova, which is kind of gross. Like, good job mm. boning down, son. Um, I, I don't... I I can see how it would be gross, but also I can see where it's just like, whatever. It's yeah. a fucking... Like, if my kid had sex, I'd be like, good job, son and or daughter slash whatever you are want to be i don't care champ yeah slugger uh archie goes to wash up before breakfast since fred has already ordered for him uh but as he washes up his hands uh he hears the door open and then shouting um archie goes to investigate finding a mass robber uh yeah a mass robber on the on the counter like over top of Pop, like pointing a gun at him, like yeah, very extra. Like, this robber is very extra. He's he is all about it. Um, yeah, he's yeah. He went to Juilliard. <laughs> oh God, he became the character. Uh, Fred gives Archie like a, a no go look because um, Archie is a hero and he's gonna do something dumb. Yep. Uh, the ro- but it was unavoidable. So yep. Uh, the robber hops down and then uh, threatens uh, Fred for his wallet. Uh, Marchie moves Arch Marchie, Archie moves in to into the way before a gunshot happens. We don't see what happens. Um, we get Jug Hedalog from the outside of Pop's diner as the the robber uh, runs out. Uh, this exact moment. Uh, is when the last bit of Riverdale's innocence finally died when darkness. One, um, we see Archie holding Fred, uh, staunching a wound in his stomach as Pop calls 911 in the background. Um, it's on the side of his stomach, though. The placement feels pretty deliberate. Yeah. That might be survivable, unless he popped a lung, in which case he's probably going to have a very bad time. Yeah. Uh, with more drug catalog, we see marked by, by an act of violence that was anything but random. I mean, for sure, that dude is from Montreal. Yes, and that's sure. that's the episode. So, yeah. obviously, this guy is a hitter for either like, the remnants of Clifford's like organization no or Hiram. 
No way. It's 100% Hiram. No way. Yeah. Like, with Clifford gone, Hiram is back in absolute control of his position. He's on his way out of jail, and fucking Fred refused the buyout. He's gotta go. Yeah. Also, he had sex with his wife. Yes, and something it. tells me that Hiram uh, is very insecure about things like that. Probably. Um, yep. So, yeah, that is that is the episode. Um, a lot of things wrapped up. A lot of things started. Um, yeah. It's, it was a good finale. It. I want season two so bad. I know. Like, you have no idea. They've 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 released what the the tentative title for the next episode is going to be. Oh fuck me. Do you want to know? You know I want to know. Yes. So the season two episode one title is "A Kiss Before Dying." Oh no! Oh no! That's so on the nose that it has to be a faint. It has to be. It totally has but to be. like th- this show is really good about bobbing and weaving and zigging and zagging like this is a show that can kind of go in any direction I feel like because it just I don't know it does good it doesn't it does some tropes but it doesn't do other tropes that you think it'll do mm-hmm. so it could go either way I'm very excited either way yeah. um, I'm very much looking forward to the next season um, there's been some casting announcements. Uh, like we yeah. know that Hiram is going actually has an actor Wait, now. Um, yeah, he's relatively unknown uh, to me at least. We looked him up before. Yeah. Um, they have a new Reggie uh, because the old Reggie went on to uh, fulfill his um, his uh, contract with Thirteen Reasons, like another Netflix show. That's the Asian bully, right? Yes, the Asian bully. He's like in the comics. Reggie is actually like a pretty big character. He's like. Archie's main he's big rival. In, he's big in Afterlife with Archie. Yeah. That's for damn sure. Um, we know that uh, Casey Cott, who plays Kevin, is going to be a full-time character now. He's not just going to be a recurring character. Thank um, God. It just got announced that uh, Skeet Ulrich is going yes. to be a full-time character. So, Ooh, that is genuinely surprising and gives us a lot of things to speculate on. Yeah, so FP is going to be around... Um, <clears throat> Yeah, so that's that's the stuff we know right now, um, as far as Very season excited. two. Uh, God, I hope they give us Sabrina. Like they need to. I mean, all right, listen. So, like, you know what we haven't been doing that we probably should be doing? Huh. Tweet this fucking shit at, like, at Riverdale or at the showrunner for the show because I mean, fuck it. What's the harm? Yeah. Like, t- tweet an episode or two at him, and um. Tweet this episode specifically at CoverGirl because I think they're really gonna like that commercial. Yes, I think I think and so. so. Like, does CoverGirl make nail polish? I believe so. Because I could do with some black nail polish, CoverGirl. For real. Yeah, I've been I've been painting my ring fingers, and then yesterday a friend painted all of my nails. So I guess this is my life now. <laughs> um, <clears throat> whatever. It's cool. Yeah. Um, it's already pl- it's already flaking though. Uh-huh. So is is that normal for nail polish? Like I think it depends I don't know on how, you, how you treat it and what you do for a living. Yeah, I assume that there's like a finish that you're supposed to put on that makes them a little more chip resistant. Yeah, um, I'm sure there is. But whatever. Yeah. Um, they look cool. I'm sure CoverGirl's got cute. something for that. Yeah, it, I I've p- used to paint my nails very very infrequently in high school, like only once or twice, and uh, I don't know. I just I like the look of chip nail polish on my hands. Sometimes it's it's weird. It's like a secular desire. So let me uh, let me pull up a couple tweets because we've gotten a couple tweets. 
We did get a couple tweets. From and some I actually lovely, got on Twitter things. to respond to one. I taught myself how to tweet so that I could respond to uh, a tweet. Uh, I'm going to pull it up too, brother. So uh, we got a couple from our good friend Review Cultist. Um, <clears throat> who, yeah, he's always sending us good stuff. Yep. In response to uh, the whole thing about like the uh, maple tapping thing. Um, he says, not a biologist, but my fam has a sugar shack. Um, I can tell you that while I've never seen a spray like in Riverdale, but since sap out of trees is basically sugar water, sap can flow quite well out of the tap given the right conditions. Um, oh, interesting. Yep. And that maple syrup. I guess, I guess it's a reduction that makes it so thin, like when they boil it out. Because I know you have to boil sap. Yep. He actually says uh, maple syrup is the product of boiling sap, which is mostly water, in an evaporator to change the ratio of water and sugar. Oh, there it is. I found the tweet you're looking at right yep. now. Yeah. Oh, dude, I told you you got to boil it. Yep. Um, that's super cool. Thank. It's so nice to have listeners who, like, straight up know more than us. Like, our listeners are smarter than we are. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, totally. Um, we've also got another one from uh, Sarah Arellano. Arellano. Pro- I would say Arellano, but... That's probably if if we're pronouncing it wrong, Sarah. Uh, we're sorry. We're but, very uh, sorry. Just just correct us, and we will, yep. uh, you know, not say it wrong again. But but um, what has Sarah been doing? She okay. <laughs> A couple nights ago, uh, Noah messaged me at like midnight, and <laughs> it was just. A link to uh, Sarah's tweet that she has been using uh, GMP and BDP in real life, which immediately went to my head. Like, <laughs> I took a screen cap of it, I posted it to my fucking Facebook, and just, like, my sense of self-worth has been inflated so much <laughs> that I'm about to pop. <laughs> um, so I taught myself to tweet just so that I could... Uh, get back to her and and let her know how happy I am that she said that. Um, she also says that, uh, so, the drugs made the maple syrup more addictive, right? Um, oh, for sure they mixed which, heroin into which, that. Which I totally <laughs> responded with nothing like chasing the syrupy dragon, right? Oh, fuck you. <laughs> Do I have to make a syrup dragon? Maybe. Ugh. Maybe. We might get to I that. I will. Um, we might get there. Uh, review Fucking cultist. Review Cultist is delighted that, uh, he, he says his next piece of fan art is going to be the reclass of Betty as a barbarian. <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. Uh, and um, he's also going to do a, a picture of Cheryl uh, with the eye patch and hook from... Nem- oh, the nemesis system the joke. nemesis system Cheryl. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck me. Oh, my God. I'm so excited. Um, and, then- and someone... Sarah, we don't know who got you addicted to the podcast, but uh, let us know so that we can shout them out too, because whoever did that, thank you very much. We always appreciate the word of mouth. Uh, We don't really advertise. We're not at that point yet with our lives. We might get there, but um, word of mouth is basically how we do this. Pretty much. Um, My buddy got me addicted to the podcast. Now I'm making people watch the show and listen to any episode and play Pearl Watch. Hashtag Pearl Watch. Gotta, what gotta, the fuck is Pearl Watch? You have to figure out where uh, Betty's pearls are. Not Betty's. Uh, Veronica's pearls. Oh! Because I clicked hashtag Pearl Watch, and it's just a bunch of people talking about... I assume that this is a senator. 
and her pearls. Oh, jeez. But, okay, so that's that's what we're calling the, the Betty game. I'm sorry, the Veronica game, then. Veronica like, game. where her pearl's at, we're calling it Pearl Watch? Yes. That's canon. Yes. It's Pearl Watch yes. now. I think okay. we called it that I mean, before. Um, did we? Listen, I, I've had a very long month. <laughs> but, um, okay, Pearl Watch is canon. Now I'm going to remember it forever. Because someone that isn't Noah said it, because I value everyone else's opinion except for Noah's. Aww. I'm sorry, you know I value your opinion, but otherwise we wouldn't do this podcast. I know. <laughs> like, there is no show without either one of us, so. Yeah, like, it's sort of a synergistic thing. Um, so we've been talking about tweeting. Uh, if you like us and you want to get at us on that sweet, sweet Tweety Bird, um, you can hit us up at, at Maple and Blood. Uh, that's all one word, all lowercase, no yep. underscores or anything like that. It's just at Maple and Blood. Mm-hmm. Our email if you want to send us a, a lovely, lovely email, is uh, mapleandblood, all spelled out, all one word, um, at gmail.com. Uh, we have a Twitter, and I think that's mapleandblood... I mean, I'm not Twitter, a Tumblr. Uh-huh. I think that's mapleandblood.tumblr.com. Yep. Do we have a Facebook yet? Uh, we don't have a Facebook. I should probably get that set up, but I kind of hate Facebook. I, so I edited an episode two days ago where you were like, yeah, well, I should make a Facebook. And I was like, yeah, you should. <laughs> yeah. You fucker. Uh, set it up. Make me an admin of it along with you so that way we can both manage that one relatively easily. Okay. Um, that'll be fun. That will definitely be up. I'm putting Noah to it. Yes. Uh, that will definitely be up by the time that this episode is done. And I assume that it'll be Facebook.com slash Maple and Blood. I like, will certainly just... attempt for that. If not, I'll put if... it in the show notes. Um, if there is a Facebook.com slash Maple and Blood that is existing, I will be surprised. I would be, be surprised, every other too. Domain. Um, yeah. You um, can also visit our website, which is mapleandblood.wordpress.com um, or mapleandblood.podbean.com, which is the actual hosting for us. Um, feel free to give us, you know, any comments, reviews, kind of, you know, yeah. those. Uh, especially. iTunes is iTunes is always helpful if you want to review us there. Um, and if you want to tweet at CoverGirl or like at Cole Sprouse just to get them get mm-hmm. listening to the show in the incredibly improbable event that that will actually work, yeah. uh, please feel free uh, because you never know. You never know. Um, oh, my God. I have, this was so good. I have our account following a, a like. All of like the main actors, most of the secondary actors that have accounts, um, a bunch of the a bunch of the writers and stuff like that. So if if we could somehow manage to get uh, the Camilla head writer, Mendez, Camilla Mendez, the head writer of the show, any of those. No, guys. she's not the head writer. No, 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 no. But, no, but the head writer, whose oh, okay. name I can't remember at the moment, he's like the head Archie comics guy now. Um, Mister Nice Boy. Yes. Um, so I am looking at. Uh, our Twitter feed to see that like yeah we are following all those people and Camilla Mendez just tweeted she tweeted uh, in the Spanish version of the comics Jughead's name is Torombolo <laughs> which I, I think means at I, th- I think so I think that means I think a trombolo is a type of hat Torombolo let me look it up uh, nope it just pulls up a bunch of pictures of Jughead <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so I am very wrong, and I should know better, um, but like, Caribe, Gorito, uh, it's like plump or pot-bellied, so it's basically calling them like, it's like a, I guess a slang for fatty? Little, little hamburger chub boy? Yeah, maybe, maybe. 
Uh, Whatever. That's still an amazing name. So, that is that is it for the first season of the show. Yeah, we um, did it. We made it. We did it. Like You not, said we couldn't, but I, we did. I never said that. I just didn't think we would be able to keep up with the weekly schedule. Oh, I was, I was talking to, like, the... The non-existent you. Oh, Dark Noah. No, <laughs> god damn it! I was talking to the listeners oh. who doubted us. All the haters, all the hashtag haters. Hashtag haters. Um, oh my god. So I think I want to get Sarah Hable or Hubble. I don't know how to pronounce her last name. Uh, she played Miss Grundy on Riverdale, <laughs> and I want to talk to her. Just I have so many questions about like, what did the producers like say to you during this show like give me some give me some hints about how they told you to play your pedophile <laughs> oh god um yes we definitely want to get a bunch of guests on the show if you get anybody from the actual show itself that'd be awesome um i know we're going to talk to our friends over at the mix six caleb and spencer about coming on um probably ross too um, oh for fuck's sake! <laughs> Is Ross watching it? Uh, he's he's trying to he's got to finish some other shows and he's gonna get into it. So, oh my god! Well, uh, Ross, you're always welcome on the show, you beautiful bastard. Yeah. Um, oh my god! I'll probably see if I can get some of my pals. Uh, you can see if you can get some of your pals, uh-huh. and uh, if we can get like. Madeline Petch, because I need to talk to her about how she has become some sort of sun goddess warrior. <laughs> like, I need to talk to her For because real. she seems like she would be super dope. It's so <laughs> weird how, like, Cheryl started out as just kind of like this the character and then became, like, one of our top favorites. She, she has played jump rope with my heart. Like, I've gotten messages on... Like from like just like regular friends uh-huh. about like how they love how I play jump rope with my opinion on Cheryl. But I'm gonna say this. I know I always say this, but I'm gonna say this permanently now. I am on Team Cheryl. I don't care if she becomes like a zealot villain. I am on Team Cheryl. I want to fucking ride this goddamn minecart to the end. <laughs> I will <laughs> die on this hill. I said that a lot this episode, but I will die on this hill. Uh, I've noticed that you, that like, whenever Cheryl gives like a good line, you go, good job, Cheryl. (laughs) I love Cheryl. She gets, I don't know, just like, I'm such a sucker for good burns. And like, Cheryl is the burn queen. Now, literally. Uh, Literally. Like. Like, I gotta figure out what we're gonna name this episode. I, I have no idea, my dude. Maybe we'll just name it Cheryl, Are You In There? <laughs> <laughs> or just Cheryl, Don't, because that's this episode to me. <laughs> because they say that multiple times. Yeah. Um, oh, my God. Okay, like, it's it's almost an hour and a half long episode. Yeah, I think, so. I think it's time to call it. So. We've we've hit as I I could just like gush and nerd about how much I love this show, but we do need to figure out how like maybe we should talk to other actual like good and successful podcasts about how they get guests on their shit without being famous, so that we can sort of figure out maybe how we can do it. Even maybe. if we just do like a Skype interview, the same way we've been doing it, yeah. we'll just have to figure something out, you know? Yeah, definitely. Um, fuck me. Uh, four. 
Maple Syrup Blood Money, the most aptly named, so glad we named it podcast. Oh my god. Uh, I have been your <laughs> your incendiary host, Kyle Cardi. And I have been your, oh jeez, your fulminating host, Noah Cardi. That's a good one. Fulminating's good. Thank you for listening. Thank you very much.